welcome to the Where's My Blueprint podcast, where we talk all things adulting as we build our blueprint on this adulting-ish journey. I'm your host, Nakai, and I'm thankful you are here. Ladies, Sunny be here. Remember, every day is a day for greatness, especially if there's food and naps. Hey, y'all. It's your favorite play cousin, Nay. What's happening? And remember to always lead with love and light and laughter. I love it. And with that, we're going to go ahead and jump into this episode. And hey, welcome back to another episode of Where's My Blueprint Podcast. Happy Black History Month. It's all about us. All about us. Go Black people. Go Black people. Um, thank you for joining our conversation today about traveling. Y'all, we are excited celebrating Black history and excited to tell y'all some traveling tips. But before we get started, let's jump into this quote of the episode. Okay, let me preface this quote for this episode by saying, okay, so let me preface this quote by saying that no, you do not have to experiences in your traveling journeys, but it makes things easier and smoother. So disclaimer. So our quote for this episode is, all you need is a passport. And I say that because... Having a passport presents a lot more opportunities to experience other cultures, to experience new new food, to experience some of the incredible scenery that exists on the planet. So if you haven't noticed by now, two of your lovely hosts are from the great flat ass state of Texas. Okay. There are some bits and pieces that are a little hilly. Maybe got some mountains, maybe got some deserts, but it's essentially flat AF. So being able to travel and see actual mountains in real life, to see actual water that is see-through and crystal clear, these things are amazing. And some of them require you to have a passport. So open your eyes, expand your horizons, get $130 and go get one. It'll be great for you. Um, Sunny D, can you do our listeners a favor and tell them what was crossed out of that quote? Oh, I mean, like, technically, you know, the term is like, all you need is love, which love is cool. That's great. That's helpful in a lot of aspects of life. But when we talk about traveling and we're talking about getting these streets, you should get that passport, though. Unless you're a felon and for some reason you can't. I'm just saying there are some people that can't. I'm not talking to you. <laughs> Those that can't. She probably get one. I mean, she said those that can't shouldn't get one. Not that you can't, but that's another podcast for another day. Yeah, like a passport can take you places that love can't. And that's being all the way honest. Like <laughs> <laughs> love might not take you across the country, but that passport can get you there. You go across the country with your lover. You ain't got no passport. You staying in the airport. So... I love love, but you want to see the world, that passport a little bit more important. Yeah. I am here for all of that because, yes, you are correct, <laughs> baby. <laughs> a passport will take you so many places and also give you so many beautiful, amazing experiences if you're open to it, right? And what I truly love is what you said, because y'all, y'all didn't see us, so let me explain what happened. <laughs> Nay said, a password can take you where love can't. Sunny D and I literally just stopped, <laughs> started clapping and almost broke onto a praise dance. Like, <laughs> baby. Now that's the quote of this. We got two quotes of the episode. The one Sunny B said and the one they backed in, back door and brought in because baby, it is nothing like having your passport. One, 
if you're like someone like me who, you know, I drive all the time, but I may or may not have my license on me, depending on the day, if I'm being flat out honest. But when my, um, you know, like there's a time period when COVID happened and, you know, sometimes your license may be a little bit expired. You can't do some things. Baby, that passport came in clutch because who was still traveling? Who was still doing what they needed to do? Me. And, yep. And you can get a gun. Only in Texas, though. Cali got some (laughs) crazy ass laws or whatever. But, yes, I'm telling you. And you're right. Yes, I got a gun with no license. But believe me, I'm still licensed to shoot a nigga. So, (laughs) well, this devolved. I was like, okay, where are we going? (laughs) What is happening here? I think our listeners by now expect to suspend all thought on where the episode is going to go. They just here for the ride, wherever it may be, with or without a passport. Ayo. (laughs) With that, y'all, before we get into the meat of this ep, we're going to toss it to Nay. Go, girl. So, guys, you know we come up with all of the content, but this is y'all's podcast, too, uh, to some extent. So, please, if you have any other topics that you want us to delve more into, any topics you want to hear our takes on, because you know we keep it popping hot over here, email us at wmbpod at protonmail.com or hit up that little drop box on our website at wheresmyblueprintpod.com. Once again, you can email us at wmbpod at protonmail.com or drop us a little comment, a little note, a little suggestion at wheresmyblueprintpod.com. Okay, so you guys know already, hopefully if you're paying attention because you're smart and very intelligent people who listen to this podcast, we're talking traveling tips this week. And I know that we've mentioned it kind of briefly in the past And I wanted to expand upon, in a Black way, of course, the subject of loyalty points and rewards. So we talked about this briefly in a previous episode on being able to benefit from the perks of being a loyal member of a certain program or a certain company, whether that's an airline, whether that's a grocery store, whether that is um, a hotel or what have you, right? So... I actually found a way that you can utilize those hotel rewards points and memberships that you have with some of like the biggest global brands in the world and utilize them at black owned hotels. Super fun, right? Okay. So there is a company, there's a company called RLJ Lodging Trust. Okay. It is a hotel investment company co-founded by the co-founder of BET, Robert Johnson, that owns premium branded, rooms oriented, high margin, focused service and compact full service hotels. So a lot of the hotels under, actually all the hotels under the umbrella of RLJ are managed by Courtyard by Marriott, by Residence Inn by Marriott, AC Hotels, Moxie Hotels, Hilton Garden Inn, Embassy Suites, Hyatt Place, and Wyndham. 23 states, 97 hotels, all Black owned. Never knew this in my life, right? How fun is this? So you, everybody knows Marriott, which apparently is pronounced Marriott, which I don't agree with, but that's another conversation for another day. Everybody knows Hilton, of course, NBC Suites, Hyatt's, which are also part of Hilton, stuff like that, right? So you see them everywhere. They're by airports. They're in like your local towns or whatever. Some of them are really nice resorts, like in Florida, in Key West by the beach and stuff. 
They're fantastic. So we know these names, they're managed by these big name hotel brands, but they are owned by a black investment company. Did you guys know that? Have you ever heard of this trust company at all? Absolutely not. I have never heard of it. And unfortunately, I feel like Black people be gatekeeping a lot of stuff, like influential Black people and Black people be with money be gatekeeping a lot of stuff, even though I feel like their purpose is to be more inclusive and more open and available to Black people. But that might be another podcast episode for another day. But no, I have not heard of this. Which is so crazy to me because... It reminds me of, um, oh, I forgot who said it, but they were saying like, um, if you're going to be quote unquote black in America and you're owning so much stuff, kind of be the investor and not the face. Because if you're the investor, no one knows who knew this whole entire trust company held all of this. In my mind, all of the uh, hotels that you named were white owned, right? And it's like, wait, because what do you see on their websites? Mostly <laughs> white people. You only see like these happy, go lucky, wealthy, white Caucasian colonizers on their on their page. And it's like, wait a minute. So they, this whole entire time, all of them are owned by a black men. First and foremost, kudos to this black man. You smart. But yes, like Nate said, stop gatekeeping. Like, let us in. Like, what did Nelly say? I'm not going to say his name, but let us in, ho. Let us in, ho. I find like this is so freaking awesome. And especially like um, I finally went to the embassy suites. And do y'all know that they have a whole entire kitchenette? Like you got a fridge, you can cook. Sometimes it's a suite. I was like, I didn't even know these existed. Like this is freaking amazing. And to have the black man. And you can use your rewards points. This good find. I mean, low key, I feel like this is like the cheat code. Like to be able to still support black owned hotels and still get my perks. <laughs> I was saying I work hard for the perks. When I saw this, I was like, you gotta be kidding me. And I love NBC Suites. If y'all haven't stayed at NBC Suites, typically they have like in the center when you walk in, they're like atrium is all glass. You can see all the way up. It's gorgeous. There's usually lots of trees and some sort of water feature. And they have a cocktail hour every day at five o'clock for those that can drink. Oh, yes. Oh, honey. Yeah. Breakfast in the morning. You go downstairs. It's like a little breakfast buffet. This is complimentary with your stay. It's a little breakfast buffet. And then I think maybe like four to six or five to seven, depending on the location, because I feel like I've stayed at a few different ones and the times were slightly off. But every evening they would have a complimentary cocktail hour. You can go get a cocktail. They have little light bites. There's usually someone playing a piano that's there in the atrium. There's lots of seating. Y'all can just chill and kick it. And again, as long as you are of age, that's part of your stay. So a lot of these hotels have like really nice amenities that you can still partake in because you've used your points and now you get complimentary stays. Love that. I also want to bring attention and awareness to something for our listeners. Just because something is Black owned does not mean it's Black managed. And I want to say that because you might stay at these hotels, but it still might be some F-ish that happened. And I don't want y'all get on the socials and be like, this Black owned company, da 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 Black owned, Black managed, two separate things. You can own something, but you might not be as 
involved or as knowledgeable about how that creation is handled day to day. So it is wonderful that these hotels, these, you know, lodging dwelling places are black owned, but let's not get all up in arms if the front desk person be on some racist, like discriminatory practices <laughs> and everything else. Like the management and the owners are two separate things. That is very much true. I do have a list and we will link them in the blog because there's definitely there's a lot worldwide there's a lot here locally nationally where there are actually black owned and operated resorts hotels boutique hotels things like that i do have a list for you we'll put them in the blog we'll go through them in detail on another episode for our traveling tips but i wanted to highlight the ability to actually use points and stuff because whether you know it or not if you stayed at a marriott if you stayed at a hilton or wyndham you're already in the system Right. So typically you're technically part of the program anyway. It's completely free to sign up. You don't have to pay anything for it, but it's a way to track your stays, your memberships, things of that nature. Hilton owns a lot of them. So you probably don't even know that you have stayed at a Hilton property and you're already getting like points and perks and things like that. But once you understand how their programs work, you can then start to intentionally benefit from the programs, being able to convert points. That's also a thing that you can do. If you have certain credit cards and you're a certain membership of airlines and things like that, you can convert those airline points at a resort that's owned by a black man, which is fantastic. There's a lot of, th- listen, the guy's giving me the face of confusion. When I tell you there's a whole world of points and miles, perks, like loyalty rewards, it'll be an ongoing series, especially the more that I learn and take advantage of them, the more that I get to share with you guys and our listeners. There's a whole world of perks that a lot of people who look like us have never known and don't get to take advantage of. Like that time I told Nakai about the airport lounges. She was like, what? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. They're not just for military you could go on there and get your mimosas while you wait for your flights at an open bar. Um, it's a whole world out there, y'all. And we absolutely deserve to take advantage of all of the perks and the loyalty and the rewards and all the things. And this is absolutely one way to do it. So what rewards like programs, loyalty programs are you guys a part of? So currently my family is involved in the Choice Hotels as well as the Hilton Honors. Um, when we move from a twosome to a threesome, the quality of our lodging had to change just for the safety of our little one and everything else. So that's how we got involved with the Hilton group. It, it was also a change to that pocket. But I will pay for the safety of my family, especially when traveling with, at the time, like an infant or a toddler. So that's when we started to get into the Hiltons, the Hilton Gardens, all of those things. I'm going to say I don't have little ones yet. However, safety is always my first priority. So I am, call me bougie, call me whatever. I'm staying in the best area. I don't care. Um, but I did not, I found out that they automatically enroll you in stuff <laughs> because, um, 
I went to when I was in Miami, we were at the um, International Continental or something like that. It's like something really, really nice. And I'm like signing in and they're like, oh, welcome back. You're our rewards member. And I'm looking at them like, I ain't never been here in my life. And they're like, uh, and the guy kind of like looked at me like, I don't know what to say right now because are you who you really are? And I'm like, how did how did I get enrolled in this? And he was like, well, maybe you stayed at one before. I was like, I've never been to Miami. Well, I have been to Miami, but I've never been here. I'm like, I've never stayed here. And he was like, somewhere else. And I was like, not this expensive ass nice hotel. This is number one. This is like my first time being here. <laughs> like I'm here for a conference. Um, and he just kind of looked and he was like, well, you're a rewards member. So you <laughs> have complimentary stuff. And I was like, cool. Thanks. <laughs> and so then I got upstairs in the room and I was first and foremost, the room was freaking amazing. Like they give you your own house shoes, your robe. When I got into the room, they had like this, um, cute little snack basket that literally said, yes, this is yours for free. <laughs> Enjoy. Because y'all know when you're in a hotel, if y'all see something that $2 here, $8 for a thing of water. And I was like, oh, this is so cool. And then I was, I remember calling my friend and I was like, hey, I think they think I'm someone else, but I really need to stay here. So I don't know what to do. I don't think I should go tell them. <laughs> but also like I get, I'm getting all this free stuff and I don't know who's the reward member. Like I didn't sign up for anything. So I don't really know what to do. And my friend was like, just stay there. When you check out, just check your bill. <laughs> so, um, but so I am so glad for that because I didn't realize they enroll you if you've stayed at maybe one of their properties before. And then with Hilton, I am, um, I did sign up for Hilton. And so I am a rewards member with Hilton. And then there's another one I'm a rewards with. No, my sister's with Marriott because we get her discount when we go um, stay anywhere with Marriott. But yeah, I need to actually start utilizing this point system a lot better, though. I mean, again, I'm still very much an infant when it comes to the world that is perks and points and loyalty and things like that. Like the the longest loyalty I've had was at Kroger's. OK, and I know about them gas points. That's about it. I ain't going to lie to you. So I'm very new <laughs> into really understanding the importance of like in the benefits of staying at a particular class of uh, hotels and things of that nature. Me personally. And once I started again, again, I'm new. Once I started understanding this stuff, I said, well, shit, let me sign up for a bunch of stuff. Then I got Hilton honors. I'm Bonvoy Marriott. I got United, I got Southwest, I got American. I couldn't even tell you the last time I flew in any of these. Actually, United, because I like their lounges. Priority Pass, HIG, no, IHG, which is a hotel class, Caesars in Vegas, MGM Grand, like HGV, which is Hilton Garden Vacations, or Hilton Grand Vacations, I believe that is. That's their like timeshare, I think, class where you could go and stay in like a full apartment as opposed to just a hotel room. And then World of High. Listen, I went on, I'm signed up for all of them. Don't get me started on the cruises because I've signed up for those loyalties too. That's another conversation for another day. I'm making notes. We'll talk about it. It's it's a lot, but I just love the fact that I can utilize these points that I've accumulated over the years because a lot of the time your points don't expire. So that trip that you took two years ago to Disney and you stayed there for a week and at the Hilton and you have however many credits of days that you collected then you probably still have in your bank. Like a lot of times the points don't expire. There are some programs that have like a, a 12 month time period or whatever and then they reset like casinos do that stuff like that. But for the most part a lot of your points and miles and stuff they never expire. 
expire. You're literally just accumulating. So if you do it correctly, you can accumulate a lot of points and save that up for a really nice trip for a celebration, a birthday, graduation, whatever it is that you want to do throughout the year. We'll get into it because it's a lot y'all need to know. So first of all, Sunny D needs her own separate email account for all of these reward programs and loyalty programs she done signed up for because I could only imagine how clogged her email is with all of that stuff. Secondly, um, while the points may not expire, what may expire are promotional periods where after you accumulate certain amount of stays or after you accumulate a certain amount of points or double up a certain amount of points, then you can use it for something that ordinarily you wouldn't be able to do like an upgrade or a free night or a couple free nights. Those do in fact expire. But that's also how my family and I have added a day or two in a trip or got upgraded to a different room. You do have to stay quite a few days <laughs> or quite a few trips to in a particular period to qualify for these kind of things. And something they don't always tell you is sometimes if you stay at a place like you're on vacation, you stay 10 days, that might only be considered one trip. And it might be a promotion where you have to have five stays. So just because you stay 10 days don't mean you qualify for that promotion. That's another FYI. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of details. Some of them count days stayed and some of them count the entirety of stays. Be familiar with the ones that you want to be loyal to and have the rewards with. If you're new to this, I'd probably just stick with one and start learning that project before you dip your toes in everybody's business. Nah, that's a life lesson. Learn one project before you start dipping your toes in other businesses. Facts. But I'm going to loop back to what Nate asked. How, so do you have your own email for all of this? Because I, you already know, I have like 15 million different emails and they are specific for certain things. And I'm like, you got, are these apps? Is your fault? Girl, this is a lot. How are you keeping me track of this. Do you have an Excel sheet that you basically input and you know like, okay, Hilton Honors, I have 84,000 points. American, I have this amount. Southwest, I have this amount. So now you can go back and check and say, oh, well, I have enough points to stay here for free, but then I have enough points in my airlines to take a flight for free. Like, how are you tracking all of this? Or is it just like when you need it, that's when you actually go and see if you have a point. I'm trying to get a handle on this because ideally having some sort of tracking system like that would make it a lot easier because I have a little group on my phone that says I am international and that's where all of my travel related apps are. (laughs) So I have all my Hilton and it's literally like three pages of like rewards and apps and, and travel things. So easily I could go on the app and it'll tell me this is your your tier status this is how many points you have these are your perks blah 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 so they give you like a snapshot when I go into the apps anyway which is helpful but what's going to get more complex is keeping track of airlines plus hotels and conversion and things like that because like Nay said they'll have promotions that are only for a certain time like right now we're doing 30% off conversions so you'll get 30 30% more points to convert your airlines to a hotel stay or convert one airline to another airline or whatever. That's hella complex and your girl's not there yet. However, come, I do have multiple emails so that I can keep my travel stuff in its own thing. And even then I have folders for different, like I have a folder for my casino stuff. I have a folder for my cruise stuff, things on track if I need to go back and find stuff. So I'm working on 
a process as I'm getting more into the travel perks, the rewards and things like that. I know for a fact that I'm sure there's an easier system through it. So I'm taking very, very small baby steps. Gotcha. Because I'm like, girl, all I saw in my head, all I see in my head is Excel sheets. Set this up. (laughs) Um, But I know I'm good for a good Excel sheet. Yes, because it helps. It really does help. And so my question is, when you're, since we are staying at technically Black-owned, Hotels (laughs) Hotels <laughs> that we did not know were black owned. Have y'all ever stayed in like a small, like what is it called? A B&B or like a smaller, cute, quaint black owned hotel place? Like boutique? Yeah. I haven't yet. There are a few on very long way that are like small bread and breakfasts and like Nay said, like a boutique style. They maybe only have a hundred and something rooms or 60 something rooms. Like they're very small and intimate, but they still have all of the benefits and the luxury of maybe like your more recognized brands, but they don't have 600. It's not a 600 room hotel. Like it's very small and intimate. You'll probably see the owner. You'll probably see the owner or a manager or something like that. Just like, walking around because they're very much involved in their smaller properties, which I feel like that's a totally different experience than staying at a big name resort, which is fun. Don't get me wrong, but you don't have that sort of connection with like staff or with other locals or things like that. So I have a long list of them that are black owned that I want to stay at. There's one, I think it's in Ah, biscuits and gravy. Is it in Virginia? It's the Salamander. And I've been hearing about, yeah, it's in Virginia, Middleton, Virginia. It's a Salamander Middleburg Resort. It's not small, but it's also not incredibly large, which by the way, is also owned by the co-founder, the other co-founder of BET, which is Sheila Johnson. But it's so cute. And I've been seeing it for years. I have absolutely no reason to be in Virginia, but if and when I go, I want to go stay at this resort because it looks amazing. So I haven't stayed in any Black-owned boutique um, hotels or B&Bs, but I had stayed, I have stayed at boutique hotels in B&Bs. And it's nice. I say it's nice that way because keep in mind when things are that small, you really are immersed in the culture and the style of the owners and managers and operators. So if they're a little kitschy, if they're a little country, that is what your state is going to entail. But it is a good vibe if you're doing something intimate like Jay and I stayed at a B&B for our anniversary and like the mountains of North Carolina somewhere. So they had um, communal complimentary breakfast (laughs) and it was country, but all the food was like farm to table. And even though you didn't eat at the table with other groups, you were all sharing the same experience. So the owners came and they like all gave us our own food at the same time. And we all ate the same thing. And even the rooms had cute little soap and like the towel and everything else. And then in Miami, when we stayed, it was a real like boutique hotel. So it only had like 30 rooms. And that was the 
best shower like aesthetically I've ever stayed at. It was like a rainforest shower head, but the tiles were like all mosaic and really, really cute. It was like the best hotel ever. The room wasn't that big, but the bathroom area was luxe. So I'm interested when we get back stateside to experience more Black-owned niche markets for lodging. And Sunny D, we plan on being in Virginia. So come on over. So when you do, I'll make my stay at the Salamander because it's also part of choice hotels. Your choice privileges, rewards, you can redeem them for your stays there. It's part, listen, again, I'm learning. I I literally just read this and I'm like, well, how many of these got points and stuff? Because, oh wait, maybe I need to go to Miami. Anyways, there's a lot of options. Um, There's this higher one that's right on the beach. I'm just, I'm all over here on this website. They have so many, but in that Virginia one, it's a five-star resort, wholly owned by a Black woman. The only five-star in the U.S. of A. that's owned by a Black woman. And I can use some points. Sis, say less. I, sis, say less. I want to go there because a five-star hotel owned by a Black woman. Yes, I'm there. Just send that to me. We can put that on the 2024-2025 um, travel list. And then I wanted to know, like, I know uh, Nay and I talked about going to, I forgot what bre- uh, bed and breakfast that we wanted to do. I don't know if it was in South. Carolina, North Carolina. It was one that was really uh, small and quaint. But all in all, my random question is, do you think they're going to be jamming like Black music or like Black stuff, like some good, you know, jams when you walk in, some Aretha, or it's going to be like the typical check-in type of music? I feel like it would be either a lot of Black instrumentals, maybe. So your John Baptiste, your Andre Three Sacks new album, like that kind of smoothness. Or he ain't black, but we claim like some Kenny G, just some real like calming neo soul jazz, that kind of situation. I don't think we're going to be hearing the auntie and uncle mix that you would hear at the Tom Jordan cruise, although that would be enjoyable. But I think it would be more mellow, that kind of music. Okay, I'm here for all of that. And when you said, when you were about to say um, the Kenny G reference and you said he's not black, me, Sunny D and I both look like, who are you about to say? Is, uh, are they going to make it to the episode? <laughs> they not in the, they not invited to the cookout. You got to be invited. Kenny G, yeah, he already, he's invited. He's married into the family. We. When she said that, I already knew. My dad was playing Kenny G for the longest time growing up. I could have swore I could play the saxophone. I knew all them doggone songs. And recently, this is totally unrelated to what we're talking about, but recently I saw, and I think it's an old clip of him playing along with Warren G to, um, what's the song? That didn't escape my mind, but all y'all know it. Regulators. Thank you. Is it that? I think so. Listen, I was jamming. I'm going to find it. I'm going to send it to y'all because I was like, where is this version on Spotify? Because this is the jam. Now that song is going to be stuck in my head. I love that song. I didn't know that it was so good. I forgot Warren G made that song. Because when you said Regulators, again, you know Black people, we don't know the names of stuff. We just like, let me hear What's the what's the chorus? What's the lyrics? <laughs> the first word is literally regulators. Child, when she played it, all I heard was until it cleared up. So that's like, what are y'all listening to? It was a clear black night. A clear yeah. black. So there's, like I said, there's a lot of details. There's a lot of complexities that goes into the rewards. But I hope this was a nice.
nice entry step into how you can use your loyalty rewards, your points, your trips that you have saved up and things like that to support black owned and operated hotels and resorts during your travels even if it's weekend stay or week stay when i stay at the airport they got them too so we're gonna link the website in the blog so you can see the full list of all 97 options under the rlj lodging trust website so that you guys can enjoy your stay and uh, circulate that black dollar so before we get into our favorite part of the episode we're going to take a break and you're going to hear from me uh, about our newsletter that you should totally totally join hey friends can't get enough of where's my blueprint podcast join our free vip community for exclusive wmb content including a brand new newsletter bonus episodes and so much more you can sign up for free by clicking the vip is a place to be button in our link tree in the bio of our instagram at where's my blueprint pod can't wait to connect with you so for our moments of melanation today moments of melanation moments of melanation is where we highlight a black person doing their thing today for moments of melanation we are highlighting so for our moments of melanation we have the first black owned high-end hotel y'all when i found this i was so excited as we all know duh as we all know african americans have played a major role in washington dc becoming the city it is right so during the civil war and reconstruction periods the capital began to experience an influx of who not only the best, but Black families. Although D.C. would not become known as Chocolate City until the 1950s, <laughs> this influx led to it having a greater percentage of Black residents than any other major U.S. city at the time. And so, y'all, during this time, D.C. also saw many, 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 many Black first. Like, slavery was abolished in Washington, D.C. in 1962. If you don't know, now you know. Uh, nine months before it was ended in the rest of the, uh, the U.S. Also, Black men were given the right to vote in 1867, three years for Black men across the country. Again, if you know, you know, because it is Black History Month, so we got to give y'all a little bit of history. And so the Capitol saw its first Black office holder in, guess what, 1868, and the first country's first Black public high school in 1870. First and foremost, I think it's so cool to have uh, in 1870, a Black public high school. I think that's so amazing. Um, it was a period of Black progress as African-Americans created schools, churches, and businesses. One such business was the Warmly Hotel, which many believe to be D.C.'s first integrated hotel. Y'all, y'all have to go look up the, uh, we'll put the uh, website in the blog, but the Warmly Hotel was a first class establishment serving as a hub for guess who? Local and foreign government official do, officials doing business in the capital. In fact, it became the most upscale and popular hotel in all of Washington, D.C. But y'all, the sad news. James Warmly died in 1884 and his sons took over the business until they sold it in 1893. So the hotel was later demolished and the Union Trust Company built on uh, is built now on this site in 1906. But they do have a cute, what's it called, plaque that shows like, hey, history was here. This is what this was originally was. So they're trying to keep at least the spirit and essence of the building. I didn't know about this hotel and I didn't know that it was in D.C. For whatever reason, I would have thought that the first Black hotel would have been in like Virginia or something. Don't ask me why. I have 
No idea. But that's just what my thought was. But it definitely makes sense being the fact that there was such an influence in Black residents in D.C. I definitely didn't know that they were the largest in that area at that time. But again, it makes it definitely makes sense. Also, how is y'all freeing slaves in D.C. before everybody else? And we all know that Texas was the very last people to let people go. We laid on everything. But that's neither here nor there. But I would have loved to I would have loved for this hotel to be open longer. But I think it's really amazing that not only was this black owned hotel, but it was a hotel that like government officials came to in the midst of the Capitol, rebuilding the country. This was an important, like important conversations happened here. We'll probably never know what those conversations are, but important conversations happened at that hotel. And that's a lot of really amazing DC history. I, I wish it lasted a little bit longer, but I think that's really cool. Just briefly to Sunny, did we know why they about abolished slavery before the rest of the country. Like the abolition of slavery did not extend to the Northern States, but that's history. Anyway, um, I think it's dope that the founder of the Warmly Hotel, he had such an entrepreneurial spirit and he was about this real estate game that he bought up a whole bunch of buildings and it was the alley became known as Warmly Alley. Like you done bought all the property so much so that it's nicknamed after you. That is awesome. I love it anytime, you know, Black people and people of color can have something that's their own, you know, and for it to be their own and celebrated, not just within our communities, but in the communities at large. That's amazing to me because it does show that we make and produce quality stuff. Like it's not Black stuff, it's quality stuff because we feel like we deserve quality. Like it's not less than because it's made by black people or a person of color. Color, It's just as good, if not better than what is marketed and what is on the market for other people. And I'm glad that at that time people noticed and realized, and it seems like appreciated that. I really, really love this for so many reasons, but you made such a good point of like, it is the quality that we bring. It's the essence of us. It's like we have for this one to have government officials stay in it of both races, right? I think that is so amazing, but also kudos for this man actually having the vision and seeing it through, right? And not just seeing it through, but at least allowing one of his generations or at least one or two generations behind him able to keep up the actual hotel until they sold it, which that's a whole nother different episode of like, why is it that we can't keep the kids always the ones that lose the wealth? But anyway, so yeah, I am just happy that we found this because if it was still open, I would love for us to go do, like, just to go see it, to stay there for a day. You know, Mr. James, warmly, we give you all your flowers. Um, wish we could have gave them to you while you were alive, but we're still honoring your name. And thank you so much for pioneering a way, not just for your sons, but also all the Black people who came after you who were able to be someone like RJ Trust, RLJ Trust, to um, be able to buy all these hotels. So we just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. 
And with that, we're going to transition to our affirmation. And so our affirmation of this episode is, I was born into a legacy of kings and queens. Luxury is my birthright. Duh. Um, we want to say thank y'all. Y'all can follow us um, on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, Amazon Music. Check out all of naysays at wheresmyblueprintpod.com. And with that, we want to say thank you. Over and out. Bye. Peace out. Thank you.